0: not going to be belligerent i am oh good good are you drinking
1: <laughs> uh yeah i got wine i'm all good yeah
0: oh good well, well i'm gonna get the brandy out
2: <laughs> yes there you go
0: see you in next week <laughs> wow.
2: well there you heard it folks you had one co-host promised to keep his shirt on oh wait his shirt's already off he just promised yeah. not to get belligerent somebody will have to define that word later but that's not what the episode's about this isn't the dictionary podcast it's binge watchers The audience, the peanut gallery, whatever you want to call them. I called them questions from out there. The first question: what is your favorite Terminator sequel besides Terminator 2? What about you, Nick?
1: Oh man, besides Terminator 2, I would have to say probably Salvation. Oh yeah, why? Just, just because they tried something new, I'm not saying I like it, but I just I I just kind of like the style. There were some good action scenes and I It wasn't, you know, I I just like the fact that it was in the future. We got to see that world for once, not just, like, in a flashback. Oh, because they tried
2: to show us the future war with the humans and the Terminators? I
1: I just felt like they tried something new. I mean, the other ones, I was like, Genesis is, like, a piece of crap to me. And the newest one, I was like, uh, it's kind of whatever. So, at least least they tried something new with Salvation. I, I don't think it's, like, that great, but...
2: Yeah, yeah, Terminator Salvation. W- that's like number four, right? That's like the
1: yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's Terminator three, Four
2: yeah. and the it's the John the Rise of John Connor or whatever.
1: But yeah, also that that one trail. includes
2: the first humanoid Terminator, right? Like he's technically yeah. a human, but he has cyborg parts. So it's like the first experiment of Skynet trying to build their own people, right? So mm-hmm. yeah. And he, but he's actually one of the good. Well, I I don't know. Are we spoiling these movies too? <laughs> I don't know how far to take that. Yeah, do, I'll, I'll just move well. on to the side. next Let's binge watcher. Okay, Dave, what is your favorite Terminator sequel besides Number Two?
3: Um, I'm gonna say actually Number Three, Rise of the Machines. Okay. Um, oh, talk. To I, them. It doesn't take itself too seriously. <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of a carbon copy of Number Two in a lot of ways, and I'm kind of okay with that because the action is really fun. Hmm. Um, I think they took themselves way too seriously from the movies going forward with the exception of Genesis, but less said about that the better.
2: Well, in yeah. Part 3, uh, they have like a more advanced T-1000. It's a female terminator and she has that cool ability to like you know, she has Wi-Fi hack arm. any machine. She can like signal boost any machine and take over it and then uh it introduces John Connor's wife, right? We didn't know that there was a second leader, but actually the sequel that you were talking yeah. about, Nick, has the wife too. Yeah. Like the wife's character anyway. Um, yeah,
3: they made three canon pretty much, but um, yeah. three is
2: canon. Well, it, was. So, it was well it, until Dark Fate came along. It was canon, right? Oh,
3: well, that's true. That's true.
2: I think probably all probably all the way up to Genesis, they were all canon until until Dark Fate. Dark Fate like wiped the way clean, like the Halloween Kills <laughs> series. Yeah,
1: it's just right after two. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, Adam, that brings <clears throat> us to you, brother. What's your favorite all right. sequel past two?
0: Everybody took the ones I liked.
2: So you but, like them both equally, three and four?
0: I don't think I like them both. I think uh, I really like Salvation the most. Uh, it oh. started with my uh, appreciation for Christian Bale's uh, leaked soundbite. <laughs> he loses that, it for the guy. Is
2: amazing. <laughs> but there can't be like, any better publicity than that. The actor fights with the lighting guy or whatever. And you're gonna see that movie. Because you're going to be like, everybody... what, what was he so passionate about? How good is this movie? And then you watch it and go, oh, that's how, how much he argued with a fake robot that was CGI'd in later, you know? <laughs> like... Yeah, well,
0: there's this tendency at the time to be like, oh, Christian Bill, he's out of control. He's like, what are these, like, you know, celebrity pricks or whatever. But the thing is, like, you're six takes and you've done it over and over and over again. You're trying to get it perfect. The camera has rolling. It's already rolling. And the guy walks into the shot while it's rolling to adjust something on some light and fool around with some like a foil on it or something. So, yeah, tensions are high. Money is uh, rolling out the window. And then you've got, you know, this guy coming in. And so some guys I was working for at the time were like, yeah, everyone's saying Christian Bale is bad, but I know that guy. I've worked for that guy. And that guy totally deserved it. That's what people I worked with told me. I'm not going to name them, (laughs) but (laughs) they know that guy. And they're like, yeah, I don't like working with that guy.
2: (laughs) Oh, that the lighting guy was actually a prick?
0: Yeah, like he's always walking into the shots. Like constantly for years on shows. Oh, he and just wants his—he wants his own him. fame
2: and notoriety.
1: I guess. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. so someone <laughs> finally, finally like called him on it. Wow. Oh
0: man. And so I like that aspect of the story, but the the film is really good. Uh, it tells you the—it shows you the future. It's got Christian Bale in it. I, I personally really enjoy almost anything with Christian Bale in it. Just I'm not like a, a fanboy per se. I just did you see him playing the race car being...
2: driver in the new one? Did you see him playing the race car driver? No. Yes. No. No. Oh, Ford versus, Ford versus yeah, Ferrari. Yeah, Ford versus Ferrari. Where Ford. was actually pretty fun. Yeah, Henry Ford the third or whatever Ford, pays some Ferrari, pays Ferrari, Shelby to. Point,
0: okay, I don't want to spoil that, but uh, well, it's it's history, so I yeah, know about it. It is history,
2: it. yeah. So go race in, like the, <laughs> go race against but, the Italians, you know. I was, famous. Well, go.
0: We Terminator for a second. I just wanted to say, and Rise of the Machines has one of the best action sequences ever in a film, and it was all shot in L.A. And I remember because. You know there weren't a lot of movies being made in L.A. at the time.
2: Oh well, you were and, talking yeah. about like money burning on a set. Like Terminator is one of those franchises that probably burns a million dollars a day while they're shooting, and they they are one of the only probably franchises that can afford to still shoot in L.A. Really, what are their budgets? They're upwards of like a hundred million each time now, right? Like H- oh, yeah.
0: yeah, could have yeah. made like four Terminator movies for
2: <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> for the value <laughs> they got uh, oh, shooting man. in L.A. Are you He's talking really,
1: about the first action scene in *Rise of the Machine*, like the one with the they're chasing John in the car with the big the crane? Know, like, yeah, the that was, Yeah, that was so it's, great.
0: It's amazing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it
0: actually, actually like, overshadows uh, the rest of the film. What
2: overshadows oh, the action Af- sequence?
1: After that, it goes
2: well. Down. See, yeah. that <laughs> happens in some movies, right? They blow their load on one on one set piece, right? Happens to a yeah. lot of movies, and then the ending's just like whatever. Um,
1: it was a pretty badass
3: scene.
0: Yeah, we're all in agreement on that. I was I still remember being excited about it in the movie, definitely.
3: That, the early two thousands had some really great chasings in movies though. Like that was kind of the last great era of chase movies because they were still done pre uh, pre-CGI in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, it's kinda of hard w- to
2: have moving chase scenes on green screen. That
1: was the summer, I think, of the awesome chase scene. They had the Matrixly loaded one, they had Bad Boys. Bad Boys, Boys 2. two. Yeah. Like
3: it was the summer of awesome car chase scenes <laughs> i've only seen bad boys 2 once and yet i always remember that car chase scene because you can't it's, forget it it's wow. gorgeous yeah
0: yeah i've uh, only seen bad boys 2 once, so
1: <laughs> you must see it it's amazing Let me
0: get on that <laughs> get on <laughs> it. sorry michael
1: bay yeah get on that kid. <laughs>
2: <clears throat> i guess it's going to be hard not to talk about bad boys 2 all of a sudden okay uh that's a side discussion really early in the episode
0: (laughs) could (laughs) bad boys 3 be like a terminator crossover
2: no um they they did bad boys for life
1: yeah yeah, they they already did they already
2: did
0: oh my bad i mean uh, i i knew that uh bad boys four versus the machine (laughs) no but they can easily do
2: i mean there's a comic book terminator versus robocop um men in black was gonna cross over with 22 jump street there's some other unheard of so yeah bad boys could go fight something what would they be most likely what is their most nick's nick's the bad boy expert on the show i would say like nick what franchise oh transformers why don't they just the bad boys could be driving the transformers around
0: i feel like the transformers should fight the terminators i mean that's like perfect and they're trying to
2: I think
1: Transformers
3: were kicked the Terminator's butts.
2: I, I feel like
1: Bad
2: that, Boys
3: yeah, and but... the Fast and the Furious
0: are going to merge somehow. Oh,
2: <laughs> that'd be interesting. They're like the one have already joined Fast and, and
0: Furious uh, ten. So <laughs> hmm. I believe it.
2: That actually would be How? the perfect merger, probably cross franchise, is Bad Boys and Fast and the Furious. Like,
1: I actually read a report f- two weeks ago that they were talking about Beverly Hills Cop and Bad Boys. That, that's not a joke. I heard oh, something. About wait, I that.
2: heard a whiff of this. Yes, they they were trying to figure out how to reincarnate the Axel Foley, mm-hmm. right? Like actually, yeah. actually, do number four. Yeah, yeah, and they. I, I heard this that they're yeah they are trying to mix them into another franchise.
0: Uh, I don't know. Ben uh... Diesel joins the bad boys. <laughs>
2: you know, be great yeah. is like they were talking about bringing Fast and the Furious to space. So if he encountered actually his other character, if he played two characters. You know, um, Riddick, Chronicles of Riddick, Pitch Black, like, like. <laughs> oh, uh, they
3: those Fast and the Furious movies, as dumb as they are, they always have a ticket sold with me, so I go oh, watch man. it.
0: <laughs> My grandpa saw one of them, and he said, "That's a whole waste of a lot of cars." They, they are <laughs> dumb movies. They, they, they are the epitome
3: of guilty pleasure movies. I know I shouldn't like them, and yet I can't help but. <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, apparently America likes them, you know, what, what America likes, America gets. That's how it works at the box office. Well, me We're and John,
0: this trick to heighten any film, we just bring a little flask into the movie theater and it makes any movie better.
1: This is truth,
2: yeah. <laughs> Why'd you lump me into that? I don't bring flasks into movie theaters.
0: Whatever, bro. Next. <laughs> wow. Of course you have to deny it on the air.
2: Guys, we're going to have to take a, uh, Adam to an AA meeting after this fucking podcast.
3: <laughs> Adam's Anonymous. I uh,
2: now I in a very special intervention, is. the cast and crew of Binge Watchers sits down with one of their friends. Bru, <laughs> bro, bro. <laughs> Drinking a lot.
3: <laughs> Next week is the, uh, yes, the intervention episode.
2: <sighs> Adam has a very twisted sense of humor. Okay, uh, I yeah, there's like no point for but me to even answer the question because you guys talked about bad boys and Fast and the Furious so much. There's really no reason <laughs> no, to sh- include sh- myself question. in the question. And then I got accused of sneaking drinks into a movie theater, so I'm going to go right to question number two.
0: That's not okay. an accusation, um, that was an affirmation. I know right which man.
2: house you belong to, Adam. Actually, you, you're houseless. You're like this guy named uh, Littlefinger. You cut throats. That's Yeah, you don't belong in a house. You don't have a house in Game oh. of Thrones.
0: I'm you one took- of the free people. I don't like Littlefinger.
2: Oh. Well, that was a Littlefinger move you pulled. So
0: Well, chaos is a ladder.
2: Wow. <laughs> um, Nick, I heard you're the biggest Game of Thrones fan in the world. What house do you belong <laughs> to in Game of Thrones? <laughs>
1: We we had a joke before audience like they're like, oh, which house would you be? And I'm like, I've never actually seen the show, so I don't know which house is what <laughs> I, 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 I'll just pick the, the dragon. I just say, say Hufflepuff. Yeah. House, of puff. Yes. <laughs> house of Puff.
2: I'll be the house, house, puff. house of puff. Uh, Did I
1: name it right? I don't
2: even know. No, that. Hufflepuff is from Harry Potter, but no one's gonna question it. Let's move on. All right. You
1: know what? You guys could have fucking played a joke on me, and I would have gone with it. I had no idea. That
0: would be the worst merger ever: Harry Potter <laughs> universe, Game of Thrones. Oh, oh, man. Man. Like all the Potter kids being killed.
2: Well, their magic works quite differently. Like the magic in Game of Thrones, you got to cut off some dude's balls, throw it in a fireplace, say magic words. I don't know if the Harry Potter kids could handle it.
0: They'd be blown away. No, you just have to say magic words and hold the stick. What are you guys doing?
2: Remind you be game. David, what house do you belong to?
3: Um, I'm going to guess, I'll just say House of Stark.
2: Oh, you know? man. You guys could have done I the BuzzFeed do the right. quiz. There's like 10,000 quizzes online that tells you which house you belong to. Your answer is questions like, would you like this job? Or do you like this location? It asks you a bunch of questions and it determines, like, do you have a passive attitude towards this or do you want to be uh, aggressive and win? It, you know, you answer these questions and then it literally tells you what house you belong to.
3: I'm more interested <laughs> in knowing which golden girl I am, but, you know. I'll
0: You're
2: try Blanche. That That's easy. <laughs> Blanche. <all right>. <laughs> oh, <laughs> You're fucking Blanche. I'm a slut? All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. Uh, uh, low blow.
2: All right. This question's kind of interesting. I was looking this up. Um, Do you think airing Halloween during Halloween 3's release, like they aired Halloween, the original, you know, on TV when they had Halloween 3 in the movie theaters, did that affect people seeing Halloween 3 over Halloween just playing on their television sets?
1: You know what? I personally at the time think it might have because that was a time when there was, like, cable wasn't really big yet, and they still, like, had only, like, a few channels. So people would watch movies, like, like, the original, and they actually shot, like, some more for that Halloween that aired like on the DVD there's actually like scenes that were just for the t- for the TV mm-hmm. airing. So actually I think it might have hurt it.
3: Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I mean it might have hurt it but it's hard to say because uh, even at that time and what that was 82 83 that number 3 came out. Uh, I think Michael Myers was so iconic that it doesn't matter whether you played it on TV or not. If you go into a Halloween movie called Halloween 3 and don't see Michael Myers, I think the average movie fan is going to be disappointed so i don't know hmm. i don't know it's kind of it's kind of hard it's kind of history will never know because it was airing
0: <laughs> so well know. what are the numbers maybe you can extrapolate
2: more people watch Stay it? home and watched halloween oh, really? really i mean wow. the
0: movie only was in the theater for a very short period or something
2: it was a bomb. It was a it was like one of the first or like box office flops or
0: whatever. Oh, wow. Really? Halloween
2: yeah. 3 doesn't become a thing until VHS, till home home screen yeah. theater, man. Actually, even well, way it, later it, than that,
3: like in the 2000s when it, it finally started to get its audience. Cold. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like why do I want to pay to see a Halloween movie if I can watch it at home?
3: Cuz yep. I remember me and John rented this one time yeah. and like uh before it kind of had its resurgence and we were both kind of in the same mind of like why I mean yeah it doesn't have Michael Myers but it's a good movie on its own merit.
1: Yeah, just Season of the Witch it should be called
2: and it would be perfect. Well that was the mistake. They had a whole different movie. It shouldn't have been released under the umbrella of Halloween. It should have just been a standalone. But that this was reminds
0: the- me of all those demons movies that came out after Demons 2. Yeah. Where there were other movies reappropriated.
2: Like Demons the Church is that part like four or five or something? Which one I
0: don't that? know. They get to all these weird little movies. They're yeah. like, oh, this is a good movie. We'll put demons, demons on. Demons go it. to college.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, demons on campus. For somebody, write that down. We're going to pitch that to Argento's team. Demons Euro Trip. Yeah. Oh, that's demons good.
3: in Amish Country.
2: Wow. That actually <laughs> be, I would love demons. to see that matchup. There was a, uh, a stupid romantic comedy called Euro Trip. If you mix that with demons, that I mean, could work. Yeah. It could work, yeah. Oh, yeah. shit go.
3: Are we on the movie news now?
2: Yeah, I think so. I
3: think so. All right, so we got some movie news. We've got some uh, stuff here. So, something I'm actually kind of excited about Beavis and Butthead is going to come back for two seasons at Comedy Central. Um, what? I know, right? Uh, I know we're all 90s kids or at least grew up with Beavis and Butthead, so I'm kind of s- curious to see what Beavis and Butthead with cell phones and uh, social media is going to look like.
1: I have a question: What are they going to review music videos?
3: I, you know what? I, I see. I, who knows? But I would see this probably more of them reviewing uh, YouTube bloggers or vloggers, rather.
1: Yeah, they kind of got to make. It, I mean, no one watches like
3: MTV anymore. So yeah, it'd right. be a lot different. I
1: yeah. think
2: they're going to be out of place, and I think that's going to be the joke. Like they're not going to fit in in a post two thousand world. You know. Like See, bad. I've read I
3: read that they were going to bring them into the into the new, you know, like they're basically going to make them zennials now.
2: Oh, really? Because oh, shit.
3: like to, just so they can relate to a new audience. Are they, I think they're going to try to straddle the line of like keep them just like we knew them, but still bring them into a modern teenage audience. Hmm. Kind of like the Simpsons where they just never get older.
2: They're yeah, going to be mean, a, now Bart has in so gender so studies. Older. Yeah. What, Adam?
0: They're going to major in gender studies.
2: Oh, wow. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cool, cool, Yeah,
3: Beavis and Butthead post new Me Too. Let's see how that works out.
0: It's um, like uh, fire, fire, but now it has to be no fire, no fire.
3: <laughs> so uh, I guess there's a petition to block this new movie with uh, Michael Jackson's daughter, Paris, uh, where she plays Jesus. Uh, it's called Habit. I just barely heard about this movie today. So uh, I guess Jesus, she's playing a Jesus that's a lesbian.
0: <laughs> so, wow, yeah. Okay, so lesbian Jesus. Okay,
2: yeah.
3: So um, there's a petition to block that. So uh, if you feel strongly enough,
2: I feel I like I really want to watch this movie just because there's a social outcry against it. Like that entices me to watch it.
0: I have a new yeah. theory where the communion is coming from.
2: Wow. <laughs> oh oh <my> I,
3: god. <laughs> I, I suppose I, I grew up such uber religious that I just <laughs> I don't care anymore. Like I'm not. Sacrilegious? I just don't care. Like, watch it. Don't watch it. You know, just don't get so outraged by religious things anymore. That's all I have to say. (laughs) I'm not into
0: censorship, so I mean,
3: yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, don't get so pissed off. Either watch the movie or don't. Like, yeah, Yeah, you know, that's that's
2: the funny thing is, right? Rage, outrage, just don't turn it on. There's what 250 channels. Change the channel, right? Yeah, if it's something you don't
0: like, then. Yeah. Find something that you do. Games or the cooking, back something that you'd like to see.
3: Yeah, there's All movies right. for everyone. I agree. Yeah, there is. Uh, so here's what we know about the new Spawn uh, movie that's coming out. Uh, Todd McFarlane is directing and wrote the script. Uh, Spawn apparently is not the main character, and Hell Comes to New York City. So, you know... I know Jimmy Fox was supposed to play Spawn. I don't know if that's still happening, but
1: uh, yeah, I thought that was like years ago. I thought I can't believe they haven't made this movie yet. They've been talking about it for so long now.
2: Yeah, it's been in well, development hell forever.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah, and I guess well, Todd McFarlane choosing to direct and having never directed before is kind of like messing some things up, from my understanding. Or uh, so we'll see how that turns out. Uh, it's got to be better than the first one <laughs> or the one in the nineties. That would be.
0: Not hard to do. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I didn't find it that bad. I, so, I, I, I Simmons and uh, either, and John Leguizamo. It was alright.
0: Well, I think the issue with it is the CG is awful. It's and really it's hard bad. To CG. Yeah, this, the immersive. effects
2: are dated. The effects are definitely dated. Though. It should have just Even went all practical. They were bad. Hmm.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so a new this like this is breaking news today. Uh, apparently, Chris Hensworth is signed on to play Hulk Hogan and. The Hulk Hogan story, I'm assuming, or who knows? Yes, I think I'll, it's, I'll well,
2: get... the working title right now is The Hulkster. Oh, but, nice. like, I'll just tell you, like, my excitement for this is unbound. Like, and it's no questionable because they say, like, uh, you know, Hulk, Hulk's made some bad decisions, right? Like, he had a sex tape with his one of his best friend's ladies. He may or may oh, not have God. made some racist comments at one point. So he's got a lot of baggage. Oh, plus, plus like, his kid accidentally killed his, his own friend in, like, a, a Fast and Furious-style car accident, right? Because his friend used to drag race in Florida. They used to have these, like, illegal street races, and he his friend got killed, right? So his son actually was in jail for, like, manslaughter. And I'm like, so is this, oh like, God. third act in the movie? movie? Like, Hulk Hogan's lost most of his hair, like you guys were talking about earlier, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, Before the show, folks, we kind of reviewed some of our questions, and we were talking about how, like... Yeah, it'd be cool to see Chris Hemsworth like lose his hair as Hulk Hogan. Anyway, I'm really excited for this movie. It's probably going to be a great movie, but ultimately, like I said, the late like it's weird. So all the celebrities like their lives. Isn't it funny how if they get to these legendary statuses, their third act is always tragic. You know what I mean? Like there's always a downfall, right? Yeah, all of our yeah. third
0: acts are always tragic. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, oh celebrities we
0: just get to hear about it.
3: Oh yeah, I, I think this is one of those things that's helped by the casting too. Like, hmm.
2: I, I, oh, I, what I the, you mean the fact that Chris Hemsworth movie, endorses a movie like this? Chris <laughs> what? So you're saying like because Chris Hemsworth endorses a movie like this, then it's legitimate? Is that what you're saying? Oh no,
3: no, no. I mean, you can make the, anybody can make this movie legitimate, but I mean, it's it also feels like. He's kind of against type, and yet I can also picture it with some good makeup. So, and and I And Chris Hemsworth is actually a good actor. Like he's he actually steps up in his roles, even if it's they're silly. So hmm. he's got uh, good uh, timing. And I
1: think having him in this movie is not going to make it a lifetime
3: movie. You're actually like, oh, this might be a legit movie. Oh yeah, I, I would I would, cool. be, I would bet, I would bet dollar I would bet dollars that this is going to be like a Netflix original, and I'm okay with that I because can, I could see that. How many dollars? <laughs> to make this well, movie? For Hemsworth, yeah, who knows.
0: No, I'm saying how many dollars would you bet, Dave?
3: Oh. oh. I will bet $2.
0: Okay. I'll bet $2 it doesn't.
3: Okay? I'll <laughs> hold you guys
1: to this in a year or two. I'm going to be like, remember that bet? <laughs> yeah. Here's the clip, guys.
0: <laughs> it's on the recording.
1: Here's my Venmo account. Send me the 2. <laughs> if somebody doesn't pay,
0: uh, we're going to run around and be like $2. Dollars. <laughs> yeah. Like that newspaper kid. What's the name of that movie? That John Better Cusack off. movie? <laughs> Better Out Off, Better off Dead? Better Off Dead, yeah.
2: Oh, Better Off Dead. Those two movies are so similar. Out which, on a which one did you say? Out on a Limb.
0: Okay, I haven't seen that one.
2: They're virtually the same story, same guy. Let's see. Okay, so we are about halfway through this madness called Summer Slash 2020. This is our summer-long horror movie marathon on the show. We invite you to watch and scream along with us. Some of these movies are actually available on Shutter. You can learn more about that on our website. But tonight we're going to be discussing one film that has many, many titles.
1: How many titles does this movie have? This movie has been released as Deep Red, pronfodio Russo. Did I name that right? The Hatchet Murders. <laughs> oh, Profondo. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Dripping Deep Red, The Sabertooth Tiger, Deep Red Hatchet Murders, Mystery of the Abandoned House. Uh, red thin color of death, and in Japan it was built as Suspir- uh, Suspiria Two.
2: Do you know? What's okay, that's f- a good marketing. Do you know what's funny <laughs> about Suspiria it being built as Suspiria Two? It has yeah, nothing like to do with to- Suspiria at all. That's that's what I was wondering. Like, how do <laughs> it you came remember, out like two how years before.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's not even like the same. It's a totally different
3: movie. Yeah. The yeah. witches.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah Suspiria is about black magic, evil powers, and the people that possess them, and it's part of its own trilogy. Which is weird, because how do they release the other ones in Japan if this one's included? That's well, it's really interesting.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Well, then later they can just release it as Deep Red. Would you call it Suspiria 2?
1: Deeper Red.
0: Deeper Red. Hmm. Deep Red 2. What's that's a sequel to? Oh, Suspiria 2. <laughs> Gets weird. Uh <clears throat> Of course we're talking about Dario Argento's Deep Red, which is his masterpiece of giallo cinema, which giallo stands for yellow in reference to old Italian pulp uh mystery novels that came out in a long time ago in the 20s and 30s. Uh the form of cinema is a hybrid of the beginnings of uh horror gore in Italy and mystery and suspense like very Hitchcock think Hitchcockian so they think this is his best is this really Argento's best John
2: holy shit Adam (laughs) 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 he must have a different set of notes (laughs) (laughs) oh man he slammed a bunch of segments together uh no I don't think it's his best
4: hmm (laughs)
1: <laughs>
2: Nick, how about you? Oh, well,
1: I, I didn't expect to go there yet uh, No, I don't think this is his best either
3: No <laughs> David? No, not not uh, but not his worst I'd say it's somewhere in the higher middle From what I've seen
2: Alright, since Adam didn't tell you I'll, I'll fill you in I'll get this thing back on track Who's Argento? That's Italy's Master of Thrills <laughs> He's a godfather of Italian slasher cinema that spins out of its own subgenre of artistic horror called giallo. He also co-wrote once a time, once upon a time in the West. He was a consultant on the original Dawn of the Dead for Romero, which was released as Zombie in Italy, and it's kind of a remix of Dawn of the Dead because they they actually recut the movie and they included music from that group, that super group over there in Italy called Goblin. Goblin. Yeah. Goblin. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dave. Adam half explained what a giallo was, so I don't even know how to help you on your next segment. Um, <laughs> well, well,
4: I'll
3: explain recover you go, or move uh, on? I hard. don't know. I guess, we'll just, whatever. Play for it. I'll tell you what a giallo is. We'll, we'll go into that. So giallo is pr- uh, pronounced uh, giallo. I hope I'm still saying that right. Uh, or the plural gialli. Uh, it is the Italian term designating mystery fiction. Uh, the word giallo is Italian for yellow. The term derives from a series of cheap paper. Wow, this is uh, so. We're just gonna cloud forward.
2: <laughs> it's little, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He read your note, so move on. I will
0: submit All to right. Whips later. He, no, he
2: just little like little he little did on on. a spoiler alert, but on his own, and he just spoiled the show for the audience. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so I'll just tell you uh, my impressions of a Giallo. Uh, definitely is more stylized. There's a lot of reds. Uh, usually black gloves are a giveaway from what I've seen so far. Uh, very mysterious.
2: Sexploitation.
3: Yeah. Psychological thrillers, psychological yeah. horror, Yeah, psychedelics sometimes, and even sometimes supernatural elements.
2: When did we discuss this dude's movies before, Adam?
0: Well, we did it a couple weeks ago, John.
2: Oh, nice. Thanks, brother.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's
1: some trivia for you guys. Our generous friend opened a memorial shop in Italy called Profondo Russo, and it's a, it has a screening room in its basement. Supposedly filled with Argento's
0: films. Mm. Um, How many uh, Argentos have worked in film? Well, his father was a director, Salvatore Argento. His brother's a producer, took over in the early 80s. His his two daughters, including Asia Argento, are also actors. Um, She's probably more well-known. Um, his longtime uh, partner in Asia's mother is in Deep Red. Uh, she plays the psychic at the beginning of the film, and uh, she's featured in several films. Her name is Daria Nicolodi. Um, here's some trivia: Daria presented his father Salvatore and his brother Claudio with a 500 script uh, to Deep Red, 500-page script to Deep Red, and then cut it down to 321 odd pages which is pretty strange. Wow. Thank <laughs> like, you. Here's a really fat script. <laughs> That's a big
1: script. Yeah. It says so,
0: all the filler in it, guys. I love you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so they shot in some place called Turan, or Turin because the director wanted to physically occupy occupy a place he heard was filled with Satanists. He said, uh-huh. you just need to watch a movie to know how a director was feeling when he made it.
2: It's kind True. of a cool statement if you think about that. I, I actually do, yeah. Yeah. Watching certain movies can show you the headspace of what a director was feeling at the time. It's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, if you're if you're making a movie and there's a lot of conflict and you're like happy and joking every day, I don't know if that would be a good sign for the final product, but hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So, how many versions of the movie is there, John?
2: There's at least four versions of this movie, and it was never released in the UK. Although, Arrow Video did a good job of trying to piece it back together. They have like an uncut version, but there's one shot still messed up in Blue Underground's release. Most versions are trimmed down, and they, they're they the title that Nick mentioned earlier, The Hatchet Murders, which loses 22 mm. minutes of gore and sex. Oh, my. Mm. Like mm, I actually struggled it. to find the right version of this movie to watch. And uh, Dave, you want to fill in the audience about what you discovered or how you tried to find the right version.
3: So John, I, I wasn't aware ahead of time that this was one of those movies that have multiple versions and it is available on Shudder, but trying to be a complete version, we tried to find the director's cut. Um, I did and I, th- I'm not positive, but I think I might've watched the longest cut of all of you guys, uh, which may lead to my kind of semi lukewarm feeling of this movie. I kind of wish I watched the shorter version because everything I watched a weird version where, uh, the the parts that were missing are restored into the director's cut. Were in Italian, where everything else was English dubbed. So all of a sudden, you'll go from English, even for just a short like shots, it'll cut from English to subtitled Italian, like in one scene. So it was kind oh of jarring at times. That would have been um, weird, yeah. And is... and honestly, the parts that were so you could tell what was missing because it suddenly went to Italian, and the parts that were in Italian honestly it could have been lost it didn't you didn't there was nothing elemental to the story that was added um, i kind of wish i watched a shorter version so it's, <laughs> it's not so magic degree.
2: so it's it's not so magic 22 minutes that you're missing then right like this lost footage isn't something that everybody should hunt down and seek is what you're saying it's not exciting i mean
3: you know for argento completists i'd say yes because i know there's some big devotees of his so if you're huge on argento sure hmm. if you're not I can't speak for the shorter version, but I would imagine it's probably flows a lot better. I'll probably have to watch it again in the future. <laughs> so yeah. I'd say for the average film fan, no, you don't have to seek it out for an Argento fan. Sure.
0: So was it 22 minutes of gore and sex that we're missing? Nope. Like, <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. well, I'm, I'm glad I didn't watch that. Bro. The gore, <laughs> yeah. the gore was all in the English speaking part, So that tells me it was a part of the regular cut that I'm sure you guys saw. Mm. Well, Dave, thanks for taking one for
1: the team on that. Then, sure.
3: no, that's fine. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I like watching director's cuts because it does show. And this was one where it's like, this was one of the few times never seeing it before. I knew exactly where the cuts were because of the English to Italian transition. Yeah. Uh, um, but I, I will say one thing we can all live without is more brood. Bah, let's try
0: that again.
2: <laughs> I think
0: John can cut that out.
2: Can, I'm not cutting shit. No, we are we are <laughs> plowing forward. We are moving forward. If you want <laughs> to summarize they, it, you you know, just there were a lot of animals that got beat the shit out of. Yeah, movie. there were. <laughs> there were a lot of animal. There was a
3: lot of animal brutality in this, particularly with birds. Um, it looks like some of the dying birds in that one scene were real and killed. Yeah, they are and real. There was, there was that yeah. little psycho girl that killed a lizard, and and there's a rumor that there might be a deleted dog scene fight uh, or dog fight scene. So you know. That's that's something to, to note.
2: <clears throat>
3: you know, productions weren't exactly PETA friendly back then, but <laughs> Yeah, right, they know, or, right? <laughs> or or ASPCA friendly. In a the lot of left. Asian
2: and Italian cinema, they murder freaking animals left and right. Like a lot of battle yeah, scenes in Asian cinema with horses, fucking forget about it, dude. Oh if yeah.
3: Any of you people have fond memories of the adventures of Milo and Otis, do not go look up the trivia on that. You will be sadly disturbed. <laughs>
2: Wait, oh, you're no, talking about really? the cat and the dog they get lost from the farm or home or something and they're like yeah. what?
3: from nineteen ninety?
1: Well they did they that have to replace like five cats on the set or something? Oh, like did five no. cats die?
3: Dude, do you know there's do you know the scene where like the cat falls down the little cliff trying to get back up?
2: Yeah. Casualties were
3: had. Wow. Oh, it's like wow. a car yeah, flipping man. over
2: on a stunt. They just killed a bunch of kittens at a cliffside. Dude, kittens Holy and shit. pugs died on that movie. I'm
3: telling you, wow. it's fucked up. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh Ugh. Uh you
0: know, you know, Sean Penn killed
2: So wait, 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 wait. The real reason we have a bunch of orange tabby cats is because they were mass breeding them for this movie because they needed extras. <laughs> so, I know, right? <laughs> wow.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh Sean Penn uh had a moose killed in Into the Wild. I don't know if you, you remember really? that. Yeah, really? they actually killed that moose.
2: Oh my Does God. he hunt a moose in one scene or something? I don't I don't, I don't Yeah, uses, he like, eats it, yeah.
0: Yeah, and he's, he's trying to cut it up and dry the pieces in the sun to make some impromptu, like, Alaskan jerky. But see, but that jerky. guy fails
2: at everything he does, and then he eats the wrong thing and dies, right? He eats something that he thinks yeah. is an onion, and it's really, like, some kind of there's
0: poison. Some berry,
1: yeah. There's these berries or
3: something he eats that are,
2: like, they're poison. Man. Yeah. Well, you know what's so uh, funny
3: is I just coincidentally today saw a news piece on that. Uh, my wife I did, too. Oh, they YouTube. removed
2: the bus from Alaska, mm-hmm. so people wouldn't yeah. trek up there to see it like a tourist attraction.
3: But yes. apparently, he died actually from. The, they say he might have died from eating a poisonous potato seeds.
2: Yeah, he or... thought it was an onion, but it's some plant you're not supposed to eat, but they look, I guess, virtually similar. So he eats it first. Then he. Well, the movie has this whole dramatic sequence where he gets them confused. He drops the pile. He has two different piles he's working with. And then, like, he has a book that's like reference material for plants to eat in the wild. And then he discovers after he's eaten them. And then I guess what? It shuts down like your ability to con- to eat food or something and it closes like your esophagus or something?
3: Uh, they were saying so he, he became so weak that he couldn't – he eventually died of starvation because he couldn't eat. But really he died from weakness, not being able to leave the bus to forage for food basically. <laughs> so it was like Jeez. dehydration, not eating, and just weak overall weakness from poison. Damn. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. The guy up. making leather with
2: him tried to tell him, "You're not going to survive out there. You don't go what it, what it takes." But he didn't listen. <laughs> oh, he's got listen. Well, to he the just guy ate the wrong
0: beer. thing. That's all.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> it's like poor guy. It's like getting too many coupons for McDonald's or
1: something. <laughs> get the wrong burger. Yeah,
0: yeah. you eat too many of that. Too much of that chemically laced food, and Good who knows player. what'll happen? Diabetes or something. Anyway. <laughs>
3: It's a nice sponsor, McDonald's.
0: <laughs> no, we're, we're aiming for Burger I'm King, Dave. We talked about uh. this. No, I
1: would love Burger King. Yeah, let's do it.
0: Wow. <laughs> Wendy's, Burger King, call us. <laughs> wow.
1: So, so back to Deep Red. Uh, let yeah. me, uh, apparently, the uh, apparently Halloween's killer POV shot that we all know was inspired by Argento when he did the Black Glove killer's POV shots in this movie, as well um, as the the Boiling Death in Halloween 2. We're talking about John Carpenter's original, too, by the way. Word. Just telling you guys. Oh, that, yeah.
2: word from our sponsors? Sure. I'm going to tell you about <laughs> Maxter. Indulge in unlimited digital reading, like how millions already have. You can read 5,000 magazines and get access to curated premium stories from your favorites like Reader's Digest, People's Magazine, Time Life, Forbes, Entertainment Weekly, Maxim, and much more. All you got to do to start your 7-day trial is grab the link in the podcast notes and enjoy. Enjoy.
0: I think I'll be grabbing that link. Me
2: too. It's a pretty good service. Maxter is pretty yeah. awesome. So this is Maxter Gold. This is their gold plan for free for a week and consume as much as you can. That's what I would suggest.
0: Do they have you- Fangoria? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, what a recall! Go back and play our last two episodes where we're talking about the Fangoria scandal, folks. So go back and, and listen to uh, Summer Slash Tenebra and uh, what was the other discussion we had? Summer Slash we didn't mention on From Beyond, or did we? Did we? I don't think so. All right, I so go so, with no. Tenebra was the dramatic one. Go back and listen to that one, um, which yeah. was the other Argento film. So you could do a two for you can listen to two episodes. Tenebra, yeah, yep. Tenebra, yeah, Tenbras as as Adam liked to
0: and bras yeah. that's what was needed for yeah. the film and <laughs>
2: now a bra uh, and, and, and that reminds Listen. me we're about halfway through our marathon of madness we've played through most of the series entries and it's a real hoot from here on the home stretch and I just read Dave's line sorry Dave that's alright <laughs> you can take the next one
3: so do we go back to do we like this movie oh uh, so?
2: well uh, we're going to rate it against the uh, everything that we've seen in the last six weeks so let's just go. Let's go with the order. Let's go. Nick, Adam, Dave, then myself. We'll we'll do our top picks. So far, this first leg of the marathon.
1: I like I like the la- I like Tenerbomb or Tenor Bomb? Bomb. I like the I like last week's movie better. I I do like this one a lot, but I, I thought the other. Wait one wait.
2: Was this is no Nick. This is the whole six week run. Like this is from the All start that. of SummerSlash till till today.
1: You know what I? You know what? One of my favorite though I would say is the Blood Diner. I, that one just stuck with me for some reason. This is weird. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's a really so great li- choice for our lineup. Actually, Blood Diner yeah. so far has been the pro- probably the best fit.
1: <laughs> it was pretty crazy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> for our style of movies, it fits right in. Yeah. Um, I think I said I was going to Adam next. Adam, what do you? What's your pick for the six week run we've had so far?
0: I have to go with From Beyond because it's oh. that good. No, I'm just joking. I'm just okay. wanted to mess with you. Oh, <laughs>
1: please changed his mind.
0: Uh, no, no, I, I really like Deep Red the best. I watched Deep Red. Uh, I was anticipating this uh, for several weeks. I I watched it on my <laughs> own before I knew it was even on the list. Uh, I'm I had this desire to watch every Dario Argento film that he's even been involved with, including writing the script for Once Upon a Time in the West, uh, even stuff further back, c- Cemeteries Without Crosses, which is a really good Western. But uh, and, I, and I watched Cat and Ninetales. And then all this brought me to Deep Red. And I really do think the world of this movie. Um, and it was my first exposure to Giallo Cinema. It was my first e- exposure to this style of filmmaking kind of knowing what it was but I think I've caught I don't know glimpses of this kind of filmmaking when I was smaller and uh I just didn't know what it was and now I know what it is and I'm kind of addicted to it I want to watch every giallo picture ever because it it reminds me of like the continuation of a Hitchcock murder suspense type story um with uh more you know violence uh there's more gore in jail of pictures than hitler um, i mean <laughs> hitchcock <laughs> oh, <is it> hitler?
2: <laughs> i did say hitler <laughs> I, I heard that. yeah hitler's movies were actually pretty boring <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> yeah they're terrible and he, he all
2: those propaganda films they weren't really that entertaining
0: they're horrible mm-hmm. just uh, a bunch <laughs> of people shouting let's see. annoying
3: dave um, you're up Oh, God, this is really hard because I think so far in these first six weeks, we've had a pretty solid slate. Um, even the one I didn't like was by a small margin. Uh, I didn't hate it. Um, God, I don't know. I'm going to say it's kind of a tie between uh, Der Samurai, Blood Diner, and Tenebrae because, you know, uh, those are all three movies I haven't seen yet. Um samurais particularly, I'd never heard about it before this show, so that was a welcome surprise. Uh, Blood Diner and Tenebrae were movies I'd heard about but never gotten to before this, so I was really happy I watched them. Um, so if we're going to rank, uh, just real quick, um, I'll say one, two, three: 2, 3, Blood Diner, Tenebrae, um, Screamer, are kind of on a class on their own, and then I'll say uh, From Beyond, and then Beyond. Hmm. The, I don't know. Uh, you know, we've had a solid slate so far. Like, uh, like I really yep. liked most everything we've watched so far this season.
2: Well, what I thought in the beginning, setting up the lineup, was that we had watched every significant slasher last year, and Dave has the history of being on the um, first summer run that we did. Like the first summer slash, Dave co-hosted that. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm well. That makes me proud that you like the lineup because it was really hard to research these films and figure out which ones could fit in. And we've actually changed folks. You don't know this, but a lot of work goes in behind the scenes. And we talk every week about what the lineup is and the order of the movies we're going to talk about. And like, if they qualify on the, on the slasher list or if they don't. And actually like, since the giallo stuff is so specific, we had to really like hone in on like, okay, what fits on the slasher movie list? That's not too supernatural. Even though like some of the giallos have like this intense, like supernatural leanings. But if you get, if you get too crazy, then it doesn't fit anymore. Right? Like, um, Later on, we're gonna have Lord of Illusion, but I thought like it actually kind of fits because there's a group of cultists in there, and they they all murder, but they all have human uh, tendencies, like they're all just people killing, kind of like um like uh what's that guy Mer- or what's that guy Manson, right? Like yeah. his followers. So and there's some supernatural elements, but they're still like regular, you know, slashing stuff. I love that movie. Um, but yeah. I, I agree yeah, with Dave about, it. like, Der Samurai was a surprise. And, like, that to me has been the most disturbing in the lineup so far, Der Samurai. But my if I had to just go by what was the most fun, it was Blood Diner. So me what, too. I, what yeah. I, I totally agree. Yeah. Sure. And so um, thank you, Nick, for, <laughs> for your, your extra enthusiasm on, on my vote for Blood Diner.
1: <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, but what
2: I'm hoping for is that one of these films fits both of those mechanisms, like funny and disturbing because the constant argument among horror film fans is okay your money, your movie can't be too funny because it's no longer scary or your movie's so scary it can never be funny like to find a happy medium you could be you would conquer the horror comedy subgenre so like I'm hoping something in the lineup will like be inspiring in the fact that it'll be both disturbing and funny we haven't found uh, it have yet a, but it might be on this about list one we have
3: on our list coming up yeah
2: that's what I was going to say we might find it on this list right but we Which haven't point? gotten there yet.
3: Um, I don't know if I should spill the beans ahead of time, but uh, one of them—I don't know—it doesn't matter. Uh, I hear doesn't Baskin matter. is supposed to be kind of up that line, but I don't know. We'll find out.
2: Both funny and disturbing.
3: Yeah, but maybe maybe that's just because the person that I uh, talked to about it has a dark sense of humor. Hmm. So maybe it's not funny to everybody. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, like, we'll they're really out. a
2: sociopath. Like, the stuff that <laughs> they find funny is not actually funny to the rest of real- everybody in reality. Well, just, like,
3: people who have a dark sense of humor, you know, that kind of thing. Oh. I don't know. We'll find out.
2: Okay. Mm. Um. Did I answer? So my pick would be, I guess, I, if I had to only pick one, it'd be Blood Diner so far.
3: To yeah. yeah. Yeah, Blood Diner, Blood Diner, is, I was really happy with. But it was I, the funnest. But I it was, was...
2: definitely the funnest movie. Yeah. But I'm also a huge Argento fan, and I've managed to, like, sneak a couple of his movies on the list. You
3: know, well, I've so been we've happy for that because I've been I I, I I haven't seen that much Argento. I mean, I've only seen a handful, and his stuff like mid '80s going forward is a huge decline. And those are some of the mm. ones I've seen. So, like, you got to watch the classic
0: Argento. That's apparently. the
2: consensus about his career. But I mean, a little while ago we discussed the tragedies of the third act. So,
3: <laughs> Cat and Nine
0: is pretty good. Oh yeah, but that's Malden. one of his
2: early ones, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Seventy. 70- yeah, I know.
3: I'm happy I saw Deep Red. This is one that's been on my list for a while, so it was it was worth it. Uh, I mean, can we talk about some of the gore? Did we even get to any of that?
0: No, we oh didn't talk gosh, about it. No. We didn't talk about any of that. But that you know, maybe we don't talk about that on this show. I don't know. I kinda wanna trash Blood Diner right now and say Blood Feast was so so much more engaging to me watching Blood Diner after watching Blood Feast, which is the movie it's sorta of based on um i just don't like i feel like I you're really just repeating like yourself at
2: this point i feel like you told us this before you...
0: what that blood feast was a good film
2: no that was but... it, i don't think i've ever said that no <laughs> the, departure, I the departure of blood diner's attempt to be the sequel to blood feast and i think you i'm pretty sure you already said that how look, your thing about blood feast
0: yeah no i just was saying blood feast was good that's that was the new information, but it if they hadn't listened to that podcast and they heard me say that now, I, I have to include that information when I say that. I I think I don't that's know.
2: probably true. I'm hoping. Uh, I guess I'm just hoping that they've listened to everything.
0: Oh well, they need to go back. Yeah, they there's need to more go details visit. to know.
2: As Dave likes to say, completionist. That actually, <laughs> might, like I thought, you know, D- Dave, we've been ar- discussing catchphrases, and uh, I don't know. That's a good one too. Well, if you're a completionist. <laughs>
3: well, dude, I'm definitely one of those people. Like, oh, uh, I used to do the, I used to do movie marathons or like uh, binge watching before it was called binge watching, where I would like pull compile all the particular director or at least every DVD I had of a particular director just to like gorge myself on them.
0: That's such a smart thing to do. I love that idea. I wish I had uh, more friends that wanted to do that. I've
3: done that. Yeah. Like right now, if I were to do that, I'd say the latest one was Terry Gilliam, where I kind of went through
0: and watched a lot of his stuff.
2: Oh yeah, that was but, your movie of the week update, like uh, a couple weeks. Yeah, ago. yeah,
0: nice. Yeah, have you seen his newest one?
2: Um, no, I haven't seen his
3: two newest ones, Zero Theorem or um, Man Who Killed Don Quixote, which I need to get
0: on because hmm. that was such I, a troubled production. I,
1: I love that documentary from the You're right 19- Boston La Mancha. Yeah, that's a good yeah.
0: documentary. Yeah. Although, uh, that's yeah, a depressing I documentary. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean,
1: it's good. It's depressed. It's just fascinating.
0: That's what yeah, I mean. it's good. It's it's, you know, it's
3: kind of depressing or uplifting depending on what side of production you're on or how good a production you're doing is
0: on. Like, like if you don't like Terry Gilliam and you like to see him fail, then you'll love it.
2: You'll love it. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking more of. But like, isn't that his I whole remember, thing? Like, he's been failing his whole career. That's his thing. Well, well, because well, it's not that he's been failing. It's just like like he he's.
3: It, he he's kind of got a double edged sword. He doesn't play well with others. Like he's a great mm. artist, but he never worked well within the studio system because he pushed back. Like watch documentaries on Brazil or uh, the Adventures of Baron Munchausen, and like you know uh, he he doesn't play well with others, but he's a great artist. So what's so his most commercial
2: like, film? Time Bandits.
3: Um, I'd probably the, say Twelve Monkeys at this point. Or yeah, Twelve Monkeys.
2: Or, or the Fisher That's
3: King.
1: Yeah, Fisher, I'd, I'd say between oh, Twelve Monkeys and
3: Fisher King. I love that movie. He's, Mr. A good, King's he's a great he's a great artist. I mean, you know if you if you can give him the kind of budget and just let him be, he'll give you something great, but he just doesn't work well with others.
0: When I saw the premiere uh, out here uh, of uh, the man who killed Don Quixote uh, afterwards, he was talking about how hes still buttonheads with people and the distribution company released it like on a Wednesday at seven pm nationwide. And it had one showing, was, <laughs> and it kind of ruined. Um, um, oh, one of those, like yeah. It's got well, Adam's Driver. You gotta Driver. watch out
2: for that stuff. Like, if you really go against, like, I mean, it's the studios. Like, they could crush you, man. They could crush yeah.
0: you. Yeah, too, too, it's too small of a group for you to run around and make enemies there. Like, so I just want to say, from the behalf of the binge watchers crew, uh, we we like you guys. Uh,
1: yeah, we're 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 cool. (laughs) (laughs) We're cool. Oh, my
2: gosh. Right up the middle. Um, The last Giallo-related thing I want to talk about. Well, you guys said, should we get into the gore of the movie we watched? Um, There was one thing that I guess he does in all his films. I'd have to to look for it. They said that he always has a signature kill where he makes people smash through a glass window and kills them with glass. That makes
3: sense to me.
1: (laughs) This one was awesome, by the way. Oh, my Mm -hmm. gosh. You're talking about that one, th- the the window. Yeah, the window. Oh man, oh. Yeah. the window from
2: the
0: street.
1: Yeah,
2: but that how was disturbing bad. was it? The fact that he had like the psychic on stage begin to like see the murderer's kills. Like he's somewhere in good. the audience, and she's like having like a like a, a fit, an episode or something on stage. That was pretty interesting.
1: And then there was like the POV of the the killer like getting up.
2: Yeah, I didn't realize audience. that John Carpenter was such a fan of Argento till I was yeah, like, trying to put really the research that on this. That yeah, makes
3: sense, though. Yeah. The POV. This, I mean, this is just shot so fucking well, though. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's a beautiful yeah. movie. I mean, it really is.
2: Well, I guess you can dog him today, but he apparently inspired like a whole generation of filmmakers to run with slasher films in America, right? I,
4: so, I mean, I'm I'm encouraged I to go too.
3: watch more early Argento. I mean, I think I feel I feel like I want to watch everything up until about eighty three or eighty four, whatever that coincides with, but. Um, huh. You know, like this, this was really good. Um, I know there's a lot of others I haven't seen. Um, I've been meaning to watch Two Evil Eyes, which was like his collaboration with uh, I really
1: wanted to watch that. I when I was looking up doing homework on this, I, I, I was looking at that up and going, like, Why haven't I have I not
3: seen that yet either? And according to you guys, I got to watch that Masters of Horror episode, Jennifer, which I haven't gone to yet. Oh, god, yeah, you should watch that. Yeah, um, you should.
2: This, it's both gory and sexy, I believe, if I recall correctly. Um, all those just one, got released on a streaming platform, actually. Um,
0: the Masters of Horror.
2: Yeah, they're all online somewhere. I, I should have written down. Yeah, them out. I I've, was gonna... I've
0: got them queued up in one of my zillion actually, tabs. Actually, yeah, it wonder... sucks.
2: they have gone off and on
3: streaming for years because they were like the very first shows I used to stream on Netflix when sh- Netflix streaming.
2: You can was, go to a Mick Garris's Mick Garris's Facebook page or his Instagram account because he had just posted like yesterday what where they were available. They're on the Roku channel. The what? Oh, I think yeah, it's so like that are. and I am the T V or something. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um so now let's talk about our inspired giallos. Like if we were these kick ass directors running around making thrillers in the late seventies, early eighties and they're like, Okay, it's your turn and I don't I, I don't know, you guys could say that you're an Italian filmmaker. I guess you could imagine if you're in Italy or you can stretch it out and just say anywhere. Um but following like the same kind of theme, like just tell me what your mystery is or what type of killer you have or like what's the shock ending, right? Cause Argento's thing is like, it's always a mystery. And then there's like, who's the killer kind of thing. So, um, let's do, let's do Adam, Dave, Nick, and then myself. Or I can just tell you first, if you guys want me to go first, whatever you want to go do. First, uh, can you go
0: first, John? I just, I'll go
2: first. I want to yeah, yeah. hear you. I'm um, sure. I want the story to be about two Italian brothers who go to Mongolia and it's about, it's about falconers. So there, someone's killing people using falcons, right? So like the, my giallo would literally be called like the falconer or something, or I'd look up some Italian word for birds of prey or something. And it would be like this whole thing. And then there's two brothers, obviously. So one of them, they're both trained in falconing, right? Um, they both have a, a physical scar, like they both have some kind of physical deformity that marks them so th- when they're tracking down the killer, they don't know which brother they're looking for, right? But they're both there, and they're both trained uh, with these birds, and they have to bring in like an expert from Mongolia because they still have falconers there, and they're mostly girls so the main the main th- the main, female lead is like a Mongolian trained falconer, right? Who gets brought in to help the detectives try to solve the crime, and then like The whole time, the the brother you think is the good brother helping the police is is, that's the killer. Like, like he basically helps the police murder the good brother, right? Like, you know know what I mean? Like their their roles are reversed. Wow. Yeah, the second expert is the the murderer the whole time, and the good brother is like spending his spending ninety minutes evading police and like he's doing murderous type things. To survive because he's just as savage as his other brother, but he didn't, and it's all because when they were training as falconers, the other brother was abusive, and he took out the other brother's eye with his falcon, right so so, so uh, and that's it and and I would see like and I, supposedly there's still members of goblin running around, so you, you gotta have a score like that i mean if if there's one thing I could steal like if they if but I guess i I guess this movie. That I'm making would have to exist in a world where I already know about Argento's career, right? So I guess that's that's the cheat kind of. That's the fantasy part. Is like I would have to know that this guy made a bunch of Giallos with a band named Goblin to want to use Goblin for my soundtrack, right? Would be the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. But that's my Giallo, guys. It's called like the Falconer. Uh, well, we
0: all benefit from the the giants that came before. That's why we stand on their shoulders. So I like your idea. I can't wait to see it (laughs) Uh, (laughs) well now i
2: just gave away the whole plot i'm fucked (laughs) no 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 people this will be
0: buried and you'll you'll go through so many script revisions it will be unrecognizable okay so my idea is uh basically imagine a mega city like you know chicago or new york uh where alternative news bloggers are being picked off one by one and uh so these people that are reporting on, you know, nefarious activities of, you know, the machinations of police and, and you know, and, and even anti-police groups, maybe, where they're both committing acts of violence against one another and plotting against one another. And uh, we're following this person around is like something is getting dropped that needs to get dropped. Like a video gets leaked online that they nobody wants anyone to see. And it's both sides. It's everybody. And then you... Uh, you know, fast forward, you're trying to blame uh, some guy that's a cop, and you're trying to blame somebody in, like, some, you know, social uh, movement uh, group, and uh, these guys are both looking guilty, and you're trying to figure out, or are both of them guilty? Is one of them guilty? Another one not guilty? Is one of them framing the other one? It's really hard to tell, pitting both sides against one another, because that's where we are in the culture right now. And then uh, it turns out that of course, it's like, the political class and yeah he's got corrupt people on the inside of both that are trolls and infiltrators in both groups trying to make both groups look bad to be able to win the election so and maintain power so
2: i think you you like i i think you missed the homework assignment <laughs> like, I was, I, I, like, it sounds like you're writing like a thriller like uh like <laughs> three days of the condor like a cia where's the giallo Killer, like who's the murderer? Like a well, government, uh, a government well,
0: agent. I kind of, I t- kind of focused on plot and not method, because I think Giallo is about method. So the part that's mysterious is a, is the fact that we've got our main character look trying to find out who's killing these these random people that live in and little. And it's just apartments. The, it's
2: the government, right? Is what you're saying? These are like, it's a government agency
0: well, so no, a, i'm I'm misdirecting and saying it could be the it could be the police. It could be this group, this radical group. And uh, it's one or the other or both. And so these people are dying, and the people that are dying uh, seem like uh, there's more than one killer. It seems like both sides are guilty. There's different there's two different detectives in the film, and they're both looking uh, and just, bl- blaming each other.
2: Now, see, I'm the asshole studio because if I'm getting this pitch from Adam and I'm the studio, I'm like, this is not a horror movie. This is <laughs> this is like a espionage <laughs> movie, you know, like uh, eagle eyes. Yeah, yeah we're gonna yeah, have goodness. to get like uh Well, you can to get... wait to
0: read the script before you come up to a so- solidified uh, <laughs> no, conclusion. Just... I didn't. I, I don't have my elevator pitch perfected yet.
2: Oh man, I do
0: appreciate the criticism. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh only tease the ones I love I've been giving Adam personal. such a hard time I, on the I, I love it I, love it.
0: No, I think it's good it's, I need to hear that I'll listen to it later and hate myself <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man crying in the shower awesome alright moving on okay uh, brings us to well Dave laughed so it brings us to Dave
3: oh man I uh, hmm I'm, this is kind of on the fly, because even though I saw it, I could never think of anything. I'm going to say, you know, in my mind, uh, the cheesemakers of at Italy are getting killed one by one. Why? I don't know. Maybe because the killer's lactose intolerant, and he's tired of these beautiful cheeses he can never have. And he makes sure he's wearing green, the black gloves and kills.
2: <laughs> wow, you <laughs> egg, just made a sequel honey. to Blood Diner.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know, I'll have to come up with a witty title, something with the cheese, like, I'll i will create something
2: that uh, relates to Blessed are the Cheesemakers, or <laughs>
3: money. Python people who recognize
2: Actually, Cheesemonger is a great title for a horror film.
3: There we go, we'll call it Cheesemonger. Yeah.
2: See what cheese happened there, Adam? <laughs> I like what he said, and I greenlit the movie and gave him money to make boom, it, is what Boom. Is what yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> I'm trying to figure okay. out my hangman's noose here.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay, Nick, you're up to bat. What do you got? All right. All
1: right. I'm going to call mine the 4th of Giallo. And nice. so, so, you know, like okay. uh, we had 4th of July yesterday. It inspired me. So it's this husband and wife, and they invited a bunch of their friends over, and the wife's cooking, and then, you know, they're having this big party with a bunch of people, and every time, you know, someone goes off on their own, the husband ends up going and killing the person. I'm doing a lot of blood diner stuff here. You know, kills a person and then brings some meat back so the wife can cook it. And we got a bunch of Giallo deaths in there. So it's it's the fourth of Giallo, you know? It's gonna be a killer killer movie.
0: Can we have a brain in a tank that can talk?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe at the end we could. I mean, I didn't go that uh, extreme. I I was thinking reality-based, but I was we, thinking we, we can
0: believe throughout.
1: <laughs> it probably would be pretty funny. I don't know how that would fit in, but we can make it work, yeah. <laughs> Fourth Fourth of July coming
2: next Fourth of July. First,
0: of just July. believes that the brain in the tank is talking the whole movie, but it's really not. It's so, just in there. They're crazy.
2: So <laughs> the we can't. Um, uh, imaginary Ambitious Studios can't back that film, Nick. But what we can do is hire you once <laughs> to direct what? David's script for his Cheese <laughs> film. There you go. I'll do that one. Yeah, I'll do that one. I mean, that's fine, That's fine. It's just too similar, and you know, Cheesemonger is—we've already paid for it, so and, we're and you' are know kind of what? obligated I, uh, to make it. I don't it now. mind.
1: I don't mind going to shoot in Italy. I've never been, so let's do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm down. I, I want to
0: be that. an Italian country's countryman that is pushed into a giant vat of molten cheese.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh,
1: that'd be intense. Yeah, let's do it.
0: So, I so what I heard time. Adam
2: say was, as long as we give him a vacation plane ticket to Italy, he'll work on the Kill- movie for free. That's what there I heard. It's on anybody.
0: Yeah, for like the two days it takes to shoot that scene. Sure.
2: Yeah.
1: It's <laughs> <That's>
0: good. <sighs> Gonna need some a wine budget too. Wow. So a stipend. Oh. Be- yeah, yes, please. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys seen Spring from uh Aaron Moorhead and company?
1: No, I don't even know what that I've is. I've heard about this. I've heard it's
0: this. on uh it's on shutter. And other platforms as well, I'm sure. But uh, spring takes place on the Italian countryside. I believe it's they shot on the the east coast of Italy, and they actually wrote a blog post I think about how to shoot on the cheap in Italy. So it's worth it's worth a read. Oh, cool.
3: Well, especially with their economy in the toilet right now, it's probably extra easy.
0: Yeah, they're super hungry to have people come over there and uh, spread filmmaking. <laughs> Spread it. Wow. that filmmaking. Point that camera. wrinkle
2: us in, Nick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, wait, it what?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. oh, okay,
1: okay, yeah. yeah. Speaking of, I, I didn't get tickle my movie. tickle us gently. I didn't yeah. get my movie the the Fourth of Giallo made. But, anyways, what are you guys watching uh, right now? And uh, did anyone watch anything for the Fourth that would inspire like inspired titles this week? Hmm.
3: For the fourth, I, I did not watch any patriotic movies. This you didn't watch like Independence Day or someone? No one. No. I did not. Oh right.
0: I specifically avoid uh, that movie.
1: <laughs> I don't blame you.
0: It's a once-through for me. Like, oh man, it's all build up, build up, build up, and then now you know. And then, uh, do I want to watch that again?
1: Well, what are you guys watching right now then?
3: God, I've I watched a ton of shit this week. Actually, like uh, I don't know. This, uh I, I, I was sick part of this week, so I. But I won't bore you with every single thing I watch. I'll just tell you the two best things I've seen or the funnest things I've seen. Um, I finally broke down to watch Pretty in Pink for the first time. And God, that's a fucking good movie. Dude, it's amazing, right? <laughs> it's such a good movie. I, I, I'm i kind of kicking myself waiting this long. She should have got with Ducky. Fuck Blaine. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, you know
1: what? Ducky got C- Chrissy Swanson at the end. Yeah, I'm just, he, got he, got the be- he got the better. I'm just saying. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> he got the better. And then another fun movie that, like, uh, because Carl Reiner died, and um, oh, and of course he worked with uh, Steve Martin, and there's a couple Steve Martin movies I've never seen, so I finally watched Ed Men Don't Wear Plaid, and that's the fucking, f- one of the funniest movies. I've never they, seen that. It, it's, it's great. It's, like, one of the early movies where they shot it in black and white, and they interspersed old scenes from noir movies, so, like, Steve Martin's talking to Humphrey Bogart or James Cagney, and, like, they work it into the plot. So like they'll take a scene from Double Indemnity and work it into the plot of this movie with Steve Martin. Oh wow. It's really it's, it's really cool for its time. They uh, so Steve out.
0: Martin's so great. Yeah, he is. I've been watching uh, Altered Carbon, catching up on that.
2: That's the Netflix. Oh, they have show, a right? cartoon now.
0: Oh, do oh I saw excerpts from the cartoon. Yeah, Netflix was like, oh, do you like that? We'll watch this.
2: that's how it works (laughs) how they get you the algorithm
0: we made a cartoon out of that
2: alley the algorithm they will get
0: you (laughs) but uh yeah i'm kind of like at the very end of it i got one more episode for the first season uh is there two seasons i think there there's another two seasons two seasons in a
2: cartoon
0: oh is the cartoon a follow-up like like oh we don't have the budget to actually green light the show and then we're gonna is that it's happening? I don't know what the cartoon I is. I Don't know. Like Don't spoil it for me. Type
2: thing or I can't spoil oh, oh, it. I okay. didn't actually watch it.
0: So it's in like that universe, but it's yeah. not...
2: It's a different... I yeah, okay. it's got
3: the I already... I've seen two episodes of the show, so I don't know all the lingo yet. Oh, I loved
0: oh. Animatrix, by the way. Oh, too. Oh, yeah, no, that's that really good,
2: there actually. There were some good ones, yeah. Those animators went on and did a Batman anime.
0: Oh, really? I, I saw that yeah. one, too. What is it?
2: Um, oh, I got a Batman out anime. What that Let me is. look it up.
0: That's uh, like while
3: you're Batman looking it up uh... Gotham Night or something like. Uh, I I think I actually have a copy
2: of it too. The Batman anime is really good, and there's one where he's a mech suit. Um, like there's a, whole, there's a really pretty one on there with that's it, very like... Batman 1930s. Um, mm. it's pretty what's good.
3: What's crazy is what's crazy is I don't keep up with this, but there's like a whole like, uh, like. Aside from the DC whatever universe, uh, like there's the animated stuff. Like there's dozens of uh, there's like, so many an- there. animated DC well, there's, stuff. There's two yeah.
2: Batman animes. The newest one was Batman Ninja, but that's more of like time travel scenario where the Joker and Batman are in feudal Japan. The one I'm talking about is before. You're right, Dave. It's Batman Gotham Knight came out in 2008, and it's by the Animatrix animators, and it's really killer.
3: I think I saw it when it first came out because it came out ahead of uh, I think Dark Knight.
2: Yeah, I think
0: that was kind of their tie-in so, at the time. Was it uh Peter Chung that did it? Do you know if was him? Uh... Yeah, I <laughs> that because he yeah, yeah. Uh, he he did one of the segments in um, Animatrix, and he's also the creator of Aeon Flux, and I love his brain. <laughs> He makes amazing things.
2: <laughs> no, he's not on this list. No, he's not oh, okay. in animators.
0: So it's a, a different.
2: Yeah. Um, Maybe it's the
0: animators themselves.
2: I'm not sure. That's how they, that's how they advertise the movie from the creators oh, okay. of the animatrix, whatever Batman Gotham night. Um, another movie tie in anime that's really killer is actually Highlander vengeance. Um, I don't know if anybody, well, obviously I, I'm, I'm assuming I'm the biggest Highlander fan on our show, but, um, I've I've watched everything. I've watched the. I cartoon. am immortal.
0: Have inside me blood of kin.
2: <laughs> blood of kings.
0: Oh, I thought it said Ken.
3: No. Uh, just tell uh. me this: How's the cartoon series? <laughs>
2: <laughs> what what's cartoon?
0: The
3: Highlander cartoon.
2: Oh yeah, the Highlander cartoon um, has Ramirez, which was Sean Connery's Spanish character from the movies. He's in the future for whatever reason. They're actually pulling the future from the director's cut of Highlander two. Where all the immortals are actually from the future, our future, and not from another planet, which is the shittier version anyway. But
3: you know, as a as a not a huge Highlander fan, I will say that first movie is still solid.
2: Yeah, um, I'd say so. We did actually put together a Fourth of July playlist for people. On I know nobody has watched any. I mean, this is a shitty year actually to celebrate July Fourth. There's a lot of intense shit going on in our country, so I don't know if anybody. I mean. I don't know if anybody's too excited to celebrate the Fourth of July, but I put together a killer playlist. Um I I mean I went back, I liked, like watch Independence Day, watch Glory, watch Silver Bullet. If you want Tom Cruise, you can watch oh, a double yeah. feature of Top Gun and literally born on the Fourth of July. You know, so we shared these rad movies on our Facebook page, so people can look them up, can check them out. Some um, great
0: great picks, John.
2: Yeah, I mean, whatever. Um
3: most anything with Schwarzenegger, even though he's not American-born, <laughs> Commando, <laughs> Commando, True Lies—it's all American. Oh, that's yeah. a funny argument. What the you gotta,
0: Look, you... that's the magic of America. You come here, <laughs> yeah. you're American. You got a Pabst Blue
2: like, Ribbon in your hand, which is a Russian beer, and then you're talking about how patriotic Arnold Schwarzenegger is, and he's from Austria. <laughs> you <know what laughs> I mean? so you're like, you're like oh, America. America
0: uh... Yeah, he failed though. He didn't get rid of that car tax.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the governor, man. A... I, California was a hey, man. I don't <laughs> think California was that bad under his reign. I think I still lived in California when he was the governor. Under I don't know. It's all—it's almost hindsight, right? You know, you look back. oh the nineties weren't so bad after all. Fucking hey. Right. <laughs> like, I know. I know um, well, right. Yeah.
3: right now it's like, oh, Bush wasn't such a
2: bad president. <laughs> He's not. I, I He's I a mean, fucking saint comparatively. <laughs> yeah. oh, fucking a. Um. Anyway, that's a uh,
0: hot potato, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, we're <laughs> yeah. getting
2: into some to, to red all flags. Right, we'll are all we'll the work. sirens are going off right now? <laughs> iTunes just pulled the episode. All right, so oh let's see. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. where are we? Oh, if you want to watch videos, you can get uh, you can catch up with our posts on social. Yeah, what else, Adam?
0: Oh, there's other things. All right, I am going to tell you about next week. We have a fun one. Adam's a bot, Way actually. We just type his stuff huh? into
2: a keyboard, and it just responds. Hmm? <laughs> you sounded robotic, guys, so I was telling I, the audience like that computer you computer. are actually robot, one of those YouTube bots. Robots. That have you guys seen those videos on YouTube? They're not like they're just like it's a robot voice, and they're just edited on a computer. Yes. Yeah, yes, all the time now.
0: I actually, yeah. replaced my mom and her teaching job because the, they took all of her scripts and had the AI do it. Wow. And she just told me that yesterday, and I was like, oh, no, it's it begins. We're going to fight the machines here pretty soon.
2: <laughs> Terminator will be a documentary.
0: Awesome. <laughs> it's like when the Terminators took over, and then, like, the the three slobs they let live will be sitting on a couch somewhere eating paste that the robots make. Okay, so next week... Um, We have a fun one called Laid to Rest. Uh, It is a genre send up with a killer called Chrome Skull. Oh, yeah. Who, who, you know, defies description, really. Um, (laughs) He really (laughs) does. He
1: really does.
2: He's a bad
0: guy. He does bad things to people, and I don't know why.
2: But he's got a great name.
0: Chrome Skull.
2: So if you like red stuff, Trump. you know you oh. can watch *Laid to Rest* ahead of time. It's good that we're telling the audience now what to look forward to because then if they do watch along, I think the podcast will be more exciting for them if they watch along. You know what I'm saying? It's a good yeah. idea to watch these movies and then listen. We're, it's like it's like hand can in hand. Watch it for free have,
3: on Tubi TV, even though we are not sponsored by them.
2: Well, before their merger or purchase, who knows? Who knows I'm going to check
0: of? to see if it's on shutter or not first
2: what laid to rest i, I don't think it is it uh, is not i've looked
0: um,
3: but once again tubi tv if you want to watch it for free we have to subscribe to
0: all of them <laughs> i already do <laughs> all of us have to subscribe to well, all of them
2: i feel like the night is getting long and i'm gonna turn into a pumpkin so <laughs> i would just like to say special thanks to my co-hosts and constant collaborators we got double a i turn your name adam double a We got Nikki Lates, and we got Dangerous Dave, Johnny Spoiler here from the whole Binge Watchers crew. Thanks for tuning in. And we are actually dreaming currently of making videos with Arby's, so come on, Arby's. You have the meats, we have the movies. How great does that sound?
0: You you have the meats,
2: and we have the movies. It sounds (laughs) already like it's a a Netflix show. It's, It's a lot. Right? You have the meats, we have the movies. Like That just sounds awesome. I'm down yeah Um, any last words dudes Adam
0: man I had last words but I forgot them because that slogan was so tight
2: nice
3: Watch more Argento. It's good.
2: Oh, I thought you were going to talk about your Arby story, how we were talking about Arby so much the other day that you had to go out and get some Arby's. <laughs> I
3: mean,
2: well, that's the sad thing. Like, he was, yeah, actually. That, ha- that, I would have yeah. to
3: drive at least two hours to get to an Arby's roast beef wow, right now. Oh, my gosh. You're that far away from an
1: Arby's. Yeah, star. I have to drive
2: three hours into Methville to go find the one Arby's that exists in the state of Massachusetts.
1: Gentlemen, I'm three miles away. Thank you very much. I'm going to get my Arby's.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Nick's going to eat all the Arby's. Just send us a video at like 3 a.m., shirtless, just Arby's dripping everywhere. Like you, the David like, Hasselhoff. Yeah, video that's where or, like, I was going with it. Uh, Send so us the Hasselhoff cut.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, uh, uh, but I wouldn't you have guess. to be in Speedos.
1: Uh, yeah. My poor daughter's filming me like, Daddy, Daddy, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, man, you really are going to turn into Argento. No, I needed another Arby's.
2: <laughs> wow, what a reference. I see I see uh, you. Thanks, Adam. You're the, enemies, yeah? You're the only one who caught it. You're the one who caught
3: it. I want to see Nick in a kiddie pool full of Arby's sauce, dipping a roast beef and eating it like a player. Uh, I might do it. it oh, I think Nick does, does custom videos it. on
2: that Cameo yeah. app. So if you just order his Cameo, he'll, he'll yeah. do that well, I just video for you.
0: A special message to David Hasselhoff: We don't hassle the Hoff. No, we'd love it's... to have you. On you the know what? Program. We should Next. look into just, that.
2: We should we start doing you. Cameo videos for fans. That's
0: awesome. You're on it. chaka chaka.
2: Hey, if you pay Nick, he'll do a Cameo video in his Jason on
3: his Nick Fury movie, and we'll have him guest host.
2: Wow. I want to watch. I want to watch that movie. Can we oh that wow! One? I've never seen that. As far as yeah, made for TV stuff, the Nick Fury TV movie is actually kind of cool. Okay, John. When this oh really? But when let me let me ask you done. this: let's If you knew about this other, you know, you know, it wasn't just Hasselhoff that was Nick Fury. Scott Bakula was Nick Fury as well. Really? So huh. pick your John, Nick Fury. I
1: see, John, I see a future episode here. Remember this?
0: Wait, was that an episode of Quantum <laughs> Leap?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Dave, you're gonna to have to do some research and just figure out this Nick Fury TV stuff, all right? <laughs> I, yeah.
3: I, I am not up today. I just knew uh, Nick Cage. All right, t- so next Nick week
2: Cage. we'll, we'll <laughs> yeah, touch on so Nick hard, Fury though. television. Yeah,
3: I'm down.
1: Let's let's do the show. Teacher, uh, Nick Fury, <laughs> I think uh, the uh,
0: Arby's TV. sandwich that Arby's is gonna sponsor uh, is gonna have a giant B and W like seared into it. Like, just cattle branded right into the top of the dude, sandwich. Dude, all
2: I know for sh- certain is that Arby's reads every single one of our emails and follows our hashtag summer slash mm.
1: 2020. Nice. Well, I've
2: Executives always loved Arby's.
0: Arby's, personally. I do,
2: too. The beef and cheddar is an amazing sandwich.
0: Dude, I just uh, take straight up.
2: Classic roast beef for me, dude. You'd classic
0: like beef. roast beef yeah. all day long. Do and you guys know about the, the Big Montana? The sauce, half uh, horsey to one... Arby's sauce. Man. Magic. I just doused
3: mine in the Arby's sauce. I remember... my fries in the Arby's sauce. Uh.
0: Well, you got to add that tang, baby. You got to get that horsey in there.
2: I remember when I was living out of a backpack, hanging out at Adam's office, and Arby's saved the day. Counted my change in my little backpack. Do you remember
0: what food we ate? Dude, you have such was... a great memory. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, apparently you were... I apparently have killed my brain cells because you were telling me that we went drinking and went to a movie, and I've... I have no recollection of this event in yeah, my social life. Speed
0: Racer. You don't remember Speed Racer?
2: Did we drink before we went to see Speed Racer? We were
0: drinking in the theater, and we were giggling our asses hey, off. Hey, Nick Is or Dave, can so you confirm fun?
3: this story for me, please? That would have been a good movie to get drunk at. <laughs> Speed Racer?
0: Yeah. That movie is trippy by itself, but I mean, I think you can only really understand it and get what they're doing is if you hmm. you getting trashed.
2: Maybe. It's a lot of fun. I don't, fun know, I don't think I've ever seen. There's that a movie, lot of post credits uh, like material
1: on this episode, folks. Guys, I, I, I am 2.5 miles from Arby's. I just I just uh, yelped it. Wow. Okay, there Bad you go. It. I just sent a picture to I, him. Just saying.
2: I, Nick, I actually prepared. think you can get these containers, and you could you could send me Arby's in the mail. Really? (laughs) That'd be (laughs) kind of gross. I don't know. I could try. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Be careful what you're saying is gross because we just
1: endorsed Arby's through the teeth. No, no. I, I meant, I meant like it's not going to be fresh. You oh, are, sure. I'm in California. You were in Boston. That, That's my point. Well, like, apparently
2: the science of how to ship food has been figured out by a couple companies, but since they don't want okay. to sponsor us, we won't mention mm-hmm. them. <laughs> my, my,
1: my point is, me putting the food and trying to send it to you is going to be bad. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just yeah. Sure. Trust Arby's to do it, not yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: Arby's. For John, at the closest Arby's to John? So here,
3: so here's what you do, Nick. You sure. go ask for a couple, you ask for a couple beef and cheddars, but everything, um, de- what's the word? Deconstructed. So you ask for, <laughs> yeah. not to put the bun together, not to put the meat together, and you just send it all out separately. Just give me the pieces,
1: and I just like freeze wrap them or something. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Okay, John, I'm down. All right.
2: <laughs> that's kind of creepy, right? <laughs> to just walk oh, up so to weird. an Arby's guy and be like, okay, I want everything on the side.
1: Yeah, it's like I, can I just <laughs> can I just come back there and like take all the pieces? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I used to have
3: a really good chicken cordon bleu sandwich. I don't know <laughs> if we're supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> like, you women of R B, like that. This is going to be our side podcast, dreaming of R B. Can, can we can we just
1: do a show based on the food that we ate for the week? <laughs> wow. Mocha. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 actually, actually
2: like we used to have. We, we used to have a drink. of, We used to have like a. Uh, episode I'm inspired drinking. drinks right we used to do that like oh mix this drink while you watch this movie but um we could, we could add a segment where it's just like what is the movie snack inspired by the movie we're watching
3: I, I yeah. was going to say like a movie and wine pairing or like a movie and beer pairing <laughs> hmm. or food and beer pairing I don't fucking know with the yeah. s- selection it's I'm good. not sure
2: good. maybe the audience will know they can tell us what they want um, yeah we'll
0: have the audience vote on what we should eat. That's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but uh, some of the suggestions might end up us eating things we don't want to be eating, you know? <laughs>
3: that's, that's usually the way vindictive uh, guests, or not guests, uh, audiences would do.
0: We <laughs> like, oh, have a wonderful off. audience, though.
3: I'm, I, we do. Doesn't mean they wouldn't have us eat goat balls if they had the chance.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, like... Uh, what kind Locky of podcast Mouth? are you Locky on, Dave? Oysters.
2: <laughs> That's like, uh, what is that show? Bizarre Foods? That's like if there was a Bizarre Foods podcast or something.
0: What about the 100-year-old egg?
2: Ugh, Wait, what about pickled eggs? Don't they pickle eggs? Yeah, yep,
0: I've, they do. They're delicious, though. Yeah. Really? What do you think? do? My grandma used to make them. They're amazing.
2: Isn't that like bar-only food?
0: No, it's just illegal. <laughs> it's like
2: <laughs> it's illegal to pickle an egg.
0: I'm just joking. I'm just joking.
2: Oh, I <laughs> could like imagine Moj- so I could imagine somewhere it's illegal to pickle an egg.
0: Yeah. Don't say anything though. Oh. Hungry people out there need to eat.
2: So we eat pickled eggs. Are we now endorsing pickled eggs, I guess?
4: Do it.
3: Yeah. I'll oh, endorse call. anything pickled. <laughs>
2: I like pickled shit. <laughs> that brings up the uh, we can oh, pickle cool. anything joke pickled on that one show. Pickled
3: shit. Oh well, okay. Everything but pickled shit.
2: <laughs> no, you should. You <laughs> should listen. If you're if you're an entrepreneur, you should actually pickle your fecal matter because now they do fecal matter uh, transplants for health reasons. Oh.
3: So God, you could probably sell shit. your shit
2: to a med lab and then make movies. Be like Robert Rodriguez. Instead of being a, a medical guinea pig, just sell your shit and then make movies.
0: We have to first prove the quality of your shit.
2: Oh, yeah. There's some kind of stomach like, bacteria that some group of people makes that's better shit yeah. than other people's shit. Yeah. yeah, like yeah, other yeah. people aren't
0: eating very well and they need your shit.
2: They need yeah, my shit. Uh, my shit. Yeah, they need your yeah. shit specifically. So
0: what the fuck? You, they need Johnny Spoiler.
2: We've either hit a new high, a new milestone on the show, or <laughs> we've hit a new low. I can't really tell. <laughs> hurting, are you? Mm. This is like the, yeah, this is the end. Yeah. This is where the credit song <laughs> plays. Oh,
0: no. I thought we were already done. I'm talking loose.
2: <laughs> Loosey-goosey. Like my shits. I think it's Nick's fault, because if he doesn't actually tell people the episode's over, we can't leave. Oh. Can we <laughs> shit before we you, guys were, you guys were talking about
1: shit.
3: I, I couldn't stop
0: you. <laughs> yeah, You wanted to hear us talking about all that shit. Was yeah, I, I, he was riveted.
2: He was riveted.
3: He Edge of a seat. Yeah.
0: It's kinda of, kinda of-
3: uh, welcome to our new podcast, Shit Talk, where we do a lot of shit talk and uh, No Dave, yeah. it would be called
2: Fecal Matters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's Kurt Cobain's like- first demo is called Fecal Matter.
2: What a reference. Oh,
0: yeah.
2: Is that gonna
3: be in the font style of Family Matters? <laughs>
2: See now I want to listen to this podcast, so somebody make it. <laughs> Fecal Matters. I'll mm. sit through an hour of somebody wow. talking about their shit.
4: Hello,
2: guys, guys about- at- I mean, I'm a trauma kid, so...
3: Are we recording the while we're sitting days. on the toilet taking the shit?
2: Are, wait, are you are you on a shitter right now, David? <laughs> no, I am not, but oh. I can be. You've I done totally
0: that before sick. on the show, David.
2: Not on the show. Personal conversations, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I shit when Adam calls me all the time.
0: I heard a flush. I didn't want to say anything.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was called a courtesy flush. I think <laughs> Nick's <laughs> done it to me, but I can't confirm.
0: The worst is when you're talking to somebody and you hear a random bloop, bloop.
2: Well, at least they were trying to hold it in. I mean,
0: they're not trying. They're pushing.
2: <laughs> I don't know when to stop this thing. You guys keep talking. So no, maybe a- keep talking oh, about stool. Oh, man. All right, guys. As, as stool seen... chart?
0: Look up to see if your stool is healthy or not.
1: I can't even stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I keep trying to say shit got real
2: and I can't even say
1: it. <laughs> <you Nope>. get- <laughs> shit got real,
2: literally. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I know Lynch, the- it, it
2: actually works this time, Hanuk.
1: Huh, yeah, shit did get real this time. Oh man.